Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. Yeah, it was DJ Damas. Let's get it started. All right, before we get started, make sure that you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and Everything. watching us over on YouTube. You can also check out all the all of our other shows on HollywoodUnlocked.com. Just like uh, that. Before we get into it, uh, I want to spend a send a special shout out to our third co-host, our third host of the show, Melissa Ford. You know, she recently opened up on Instagram about the passing of her mother, and I know mm. she's in. Uh, Canada taking care of everything. And so uh, our condolences are out to her and I could only imagine what she's going through. And I'm sure she'll be back whenever she's ready to, you know, share that with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Melissa, we love you. We're sending you love and light and strength. You know, we're praying for you. Love you, Melissa. All right. So um, we got a lot going on. Uh, there's so it's much happening. going on in the news. It's happening right now. I went to bed last night feeling like just an overload of everything. <laughs> I, thank God my doctor has me on magnesium because now I can actually get a good night's rest. Um, if you've never tried magnesium, add it to so, your... So, I mean, magnesium, like just add capsule? Your, add it to your vitamin repertoire. Yes. So you're just really just taking magnesium capsule? Well, capsule. I mean, I have a plan because okay. I've been focused on, you know, all the time I was focused on losing weight that I get overwhelmed with that. And so mm -hmm. I'm just focused on being healthy, right? So I haven't drank in three months. I drink so much water. I've drank so much water. People ask me, what am I putting on my skin? I'm just drinking Essentia. Shout out to Essentia who sent me tons of water. Hey. But I drink tons of water. And um, my doctor is like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was some ghetto ass. That was some ghetto ass uh, old jam jar that you just put some water in. And after you're done drinking water out of it, you're going to put a plan in it. No, but, um, you know, I've uh, been focused on just getting healthier. So um, cutting red meat out of my diet, you know, not eating, no sugar, no honey, uh, no coffee. Just everything is. Um, now, did yeah. you have the um, the sugar relapse? Not the relapse. What is it? Um, yeah, rela relapse is a good word. No, I I'm not a big sugar person. I'm a non-responsible person. So you can't have pasta at midnight, you know, and then go to sleep. You can't have steak four times a week or they, yeah but they say your body going to some kind of shock when you stop like uh i did consuming have human sugar so you get like a little irritable oh, having withdrawal. sweats like uh yeah With withdrawal that's the word i did have a sugar withdrawal one day uh i had the worst <laughs> headache i thought i was having an aneurysm but um yeah no the sugars yeah because you don't know how much sugar is in the stuff that you eat sugar's you know like the biggest drug for real for real yeah so cutting all that out but just focus on getting healthier but anyway uh with that i was having a hard time sleeping hmm. and then now I, I finally started taking my vitamins my magnesium getting my vitamin d up and i'm talking about vitamin d the uh you know not the inappropriate I would gladly <laughs> hope so well this <laughs> this audience will be like whore <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I've been getting my vitamin D and I've been feeling so good. I've been sleeping really good. But then all of a sudden now the news is just has me, my emotions Everywhere. upside down. So yeah. How have you been? I've been good, man. In the middle of a move. I'm excited because I've been in the same place for eight years. So it's like, it's time for some new energy, new change, especially during this quarantine. So I'm feeling good to get out of this same box I've been in for the past two months, like locked in. You know, I feel like I'm feeling happy to go to my new jail cell. So are you here too? Are you packing your own boxes and all that? Yeah. Oh my God. Damn it. I, I throw, I've been here eight years, Jason. I gotta throw things away. I got a clean yeah. house. So somebody come here and start packing up everything. And I'm like, bro, that needs to go in the trash. Yeah, new energy, new place. You wanna have just you want it to be yeah. fresh. New vibes. So are you throwing out a lot of clothes? 
I've been selling clothes, throwing out clothes, giving clothes to the homeless downtown. So I've been doing a little bit of everything. Some stuff is like, I'm not going to let put this on nobody. I don't care if they're homeless. Nobody needs to wear this. And some stuff is like, it's too good to just throw away, but you don't need it. Yeah. Well, I definitely have learned a lot during this whole uh, pandemic because I too am moving. I'm moving the way I'm moving where you, your area now and you're moving past mm-hmm. where I am now. But uh, I've, uh, I've appreciated saving money, uh, not yeah. spending $500 at dinner or $100 on a fish or uh, clothes <laughs> that I'm only going to be able to wear once because God forbid I'd be seen twice in it in a photo. That's what, I'm getting rid of the clothes, so I feel you. Yeah, so uh, this pandemic, I found the silver lining. I don't know if anybody else has, but you know, I, I went from consumed with it, anxious, mm-hmm. can't handle it, to adapting very well. And I'm watching the people outside. And, this, and I put this on my Facebook. There's two types of people right now. There's the people who are outside mm-hmm. and they don't give a fuck because they think that Rona's gone away because the government opened up a pool party. And then there's us inside <laughs> watching y'all get that shit and not going outside. Damage, which are you? Uh, I'm inside. Look, I've told you I'm ready to go to my next jail cell. I haven't been out of this crib really at all. And it's weird because when you do get outside, you really, I took outside for granted because I'm like, I'm a guy to stay in the house anyway. So I go outside and just go for a walk around the corner like, wow, like. This is really beautiful. So I feel like everybody need to be staying their ass inside. But Memorial Day, people got it popping. I um, got it too popping. I used to enjoy walking around my neighborhood, but now even the homeless people know me. And this is what I understand. I'm like, where did you get a TV to watch me anywhere? Like, how do you listen to my show? That's why I think some of these people on the streets are scams, but not everybody. Um, But I've been seeing like... um, a lot of people out, like you said, the pool parties in Houston, the pool parties in uh, folks party too. in Atlanta, the Ozarks, and it ain't just a black folks thing; it's a everybody thing. I yeah, think people are just people are just frustrated with being in the house. What do you? Why do you think people are defying science, though? But the thing is, people are defiant by nature. People don't like being told what to do. That's why it's like when you try to control people, you try to make it like it's their own suggestion. When somebody tells you not to do something, you're gonna think about doing it. And for two months, people were sitting still, like, "Okay, we're not doing it." A lot of people fed up like it's summertime. I ain't got no job anyway. I want to go out and have a good time. And unfortunately, it's going to get a lot of people sick. Until they catch that Rona. Yeah. Or the worst part is they might not get the symptoms, but they give it to somebody else that really might not be able to handle it. And now they're feeling bad about the decisions they made. So, yeah. Well, um, I, I personally think it's just it's one thing to open up the economy so people can go back to work. In a mm-hmm. safe environment, you know, really like scale our our getting out into the community again, and then going to an all out freak fest at a pool and getting drunk and and swimming <laughs> sharing with bottles, and- yeah, and sharing and sharing saliva. Like at this point, I don't even want to touch anybody else. <laughs> Fuck that. No, so- my, my my boy came over to help me uh, take apart my bed, and the way I was like, bro, you already coming over here. He was still trying to give me these weird arm daps and stay. I'm like. I get it. I respect it. I get it. But come on, man. All right. So uh, there's a lot going on in the news. Uh, we're going to talk about the first one that, um, you know, is near and dear to my heart because I've been uh, commenting on it a lot and uh, we've been posting a lot. Is Doja Cat. Have you been paying yeah. attention to Doja Kitty? Yeah, I've been seeing everything going on with Doja Cat. But um, the question for me when I first seen the news is where did it all start? Right. Let me go back a couple weeks um, and I had saw that she was on live and this was before she got the number one. First of all, congratulations, Doja Cat on the number one, because, uh, say so is a catchy song. You know, yeah. I went, on, I went online and said, 
Say It Ain't So was a catchy song. I wasn't being shady. I really thought it was Say It Ain't So. People don't realize I don't really listen to a lot of new music like that. So I was like, Say It Ain't So. Oh, my God. They were like, Jason, you're being shady. I'm like, okay, fine. Why? You know, but anyway, uh, Say So. You know, congratulations. Getting number one isn't easy. But she, her and Nicki Minaj, uh, they got a number one record. But mm-hmm. before that went number one, I saw that she went on live. And I went to her page. And I went to her inst- to watch her on live. And she was talking to her fans. But it was... um. I put in the chat room, I said, hey, Doja Cat, uh, make sure you stop by Hollywood Unlocked. And she said, Hollywood Unlocked, hey, Hollywood Unlocked. She goes, who the fuck is Hollywood Unlocked? Is that that, mm. nigga, is that, that nigga that be talking shit? Is that that motherfucker? She's she not talking about Jason, right? Not you. No, she thought I was somebody else. Okay. And so she was going on the YouTube trying to find it. Well, anyway, afterwards, she figured out who it was. And then she called, She, I guess went to my page, saw that was on Wild and Out, called over to the folks from Wild and Out, you know, trying to kind of mitigate everything. By that point, I, I was already on the phone with them saying, you, should, you better holler at your girl. But uh, then what happened was then some videos started to leak mm-hmm. online of her in a chat room. Allegedly, she was in tiny chat. Um, some folks said she was in a chat room called Red Peel. I haven't been able to find exactly what all the different chats were, but tiny chat was one of them. And in that room were alleged white supremacists and people from an alt-white, alt-right group, mostly predominantly white men, um, mm. And she was entertaining for them, stripping for them, referring to, referring to them as niggers. Um, she was, um, you know, speaking very inappropriately. Now, as a female, as a woman, she could say whatever she wants about her body. It's her body. She wants to show her breasts. She promised to show her breasts if she got number one. She still ain't did that. But she was, um, she was basically stripping in front of these uh, white men. And um, uh, so there was a lot of commentary on this mm. video in the comments. You know how you can watch a chat and then yeah. comment below? The comments were basically saying that she was making disparaging comments about being a black woman and about being black, uh, referring to, you know, uh, having, you know, just referring to some of the stereotypes of being a black woman or whatever that was. And people mm-hmm. were not here for it. They drug her. And as they dragged her for filth, they started this hashtag Doja Cat is over party. So, yeah, th- that's a lot. What do you think about everything? First of all, disgusting. It's really a bad look. Like I always knew Doja Cat was a little different. Um, she always had a different style, even before she became mainstream with this new song she got. But I didn't know she was like this, like this left. You know what I'm saying? To be on a chat room full of racist people and then doing self-hating things. It's it's really wild. What, what really got me though was her response to it because I was like, okay, I always deal with a situation on how they respond to it. Let's first talk about uh, the hair and. Uh, I guess when it came to the response, she was like, everybody with 4C hair, you know, hates, complains and hates about their hair. And I'm just like, well, that's not true. You can't say everybody says something like that. And then look at the environment you're saying it in. You're not saying it to your homegirl. Somebody caught a video, you know, of you doing it. It was a personal moment. You went on a platform full of racist people talking about things that reflect our culture. That's part of your culture is your hair. And you might not like your hair, but to go on that platform where it's clearly uh, black hating people there. And then you saying other disparaging things. I'm trying to remember some other quotes that she said, but I remember what stood out to me was her first talking about the 4C hair. Then she made another song. It was like a song that had some uh, like racial slurs in it. So what she got drugged for, the 4C hair wasn't said in the chat room. That was another video. And that's the Mm. thing. There's so many other videos popping up. So what she said specifically in the chat room was, that the that she she called one of the white men nigger as she was not nigger she called a nigger as she was rolling around uh basically in a tawdry way taunting them sexually tantalizing mm. them 
and they were, uh, you know, they were enjoying it. And then it was outside of the chat room that she said the disparaging comments about having 4C hair, which some women may not like to have having 4C hair, but we all know the sensitivity around black women and their hair. And um, that was not only insensitive, but it was for me, it was it was a display of a, of a black girl raised by a white mother that was not exposed to the culture. I know her mom's an art teacher. I know that not that that's a bad thing, but I'm not sure that she was, um, a, a, you know, she, I, don't, I don't believe she was exposed to the environments that we were growing up. It was outside of that room that besides the 4C hair that she also, you know, made us a joke about Beyonce, that people were saying that she was basically calling Beyonce a monkey. Wow. And then, and then uh, if that wasn't bad enough, um, you know, she she took to Instagram to issue an apology. It's too long to play here. But in essence, what she said was, fuck you. Uh, That's what I got from it. That's where I was trying to get to. I, I, a lot of the clips, man, so much stuff was coming out. But I do remember this response. And I'm like, I always judge things about people by their response. And it was very just egotistical. It didn't feel like really sincere. It felt like somebody made her do it. And that's when I was like, okay, you had an opportunity. If you did do this and you didn't mean it to come the way we're, you know, looking at it, this is your opportunity to help us somewhat understand where the hell you was going with this. And it just seemed like she was forced to do it. She didn't really care. She didn't care how we felt about it. And that's when I was like, yeah, I can't. Well, I mean, she started with a, um, you know, like every celebrity, when you go through a crisis or a brand, their publicist put out a statement. And this is what I thought was pretty awkward because I'm like, OK, Doja Cat. If you can be reckless enough to say all these things and and behave this way and denounce your culture and disrespect your culture the way that you did, you should be woman enough to come and face people. And what they did was they put out a prepared statement and it was dry and nobody was here for it and people were dragging her for it. And so she probably decided like, hey, they need to hear from me. My fans need to hear me directly. Mm -hmm. And so what she chose to do was bullet point an apology or no, 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 scratch it. What she did was bullet point an explanation of every stupid ass thing she said. So and, that's what she tried to do, it, like a and, quick and, rundown. And in, and in doing that, and in going through the bullet points, what she did was she made herself look even more foolish because it was very condescending. It was very um, entitled. She was very uh, she didn't really take responsibility. She she blasted people who criticized uh, her relationship. And then she said something that was very interesting. Um, she said this. We're on quarantine. We have we have so much time to sit in bed. If you're not an essential worker, if you're a essential worker, thank you. Thank you so much. If you're not an essential worker, good luck, motherfucker. And you're trying to make me look like shit on the internet? Good luck, motherfucker. You have nothing else to do. I understand. You have fun. You do that shit. Which to me was a shot at anybody who has an opinion about her piss poor behavior. And I kind of feel like this is the entitlement that I think a lot of artists get into when they reach a certain level of success or, the, or they feed into the hype of what social media is telling them. But I want to take it back to when she was under fire for using the word faggot. Mm. She had used the word faggot before and she had come under fire for that. And one of her tweets was or one of her explanations was, I've said faggot 15,000 times. Now, let's let's go back to Kevin Hart, who lost his job at the Oscars. He didn't even say faggot. He didn't even say homo. He didn't even say no homo. He mm -hmm. just said what he said as, as about his son and how he would handle his son supporting or doing anything that looked homo homophobic or homo mm -hmm. uh, 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 homosexual. 
Yeah. And so she used the word faggot. And I'm sitting here saying, like, I get that maybe you're a troll, but when you with, with, with great success comes great responsibility. Absolutely. And people think that I'm mad at her because she did a song with Nicki Minaj. I want to be very clear. Do not bring Nicki Minaj into this one. Now, I'm one to, I have no problem coming for Nicki or anybody else or Lil Boosie or whoever. But we're not going to even drag Nicki into this because Nicki had nothing to do with this. Doja Cat, in my opinion, to me, I don't even like cancel culture, but she canceled for sure. I'm not, the, to me, she hasn't even given us the amount of work that would make me second guess whether or not she was worthy to still be in, in conversation. But this is what happened when you have rising stars, because Doja Cat been doing her thing for a while, who don't realize that at one point you might become the next big thing and all this little weird, uh, quirky stuff that you do for fun or that gets you off, this can come right to the light. Like, this couldn't be... These videos, it was so many videos, it was so much content to prove, like, this is how she feel about things. And you get an opportunity to somewhat explain it because you do have fans and I feel like she dropped the ball. Yeah, but it isn't even about, let me, let me also say this. Okay. Okay. She used faggots before and we forgave her for that. Mm -hmm. You you can make mistakes. I I didn't, they, the internet did the, the culture that finds those yeah. things acceptable. did. But uh, when she was on wild and out, she was on the red squad with me. I didn't even interact with her. I didn't even say two words to her the whole show because I was very conflicted because personally I felt, here I am, you know, trying to use this platform on MTV to uh, show young LGBT kids that they could grow up and be whatever they want to be. And then I'm on a, mm -hmm. on, a sh on a team with a girl who uses the word faggot frequently. Uh, it's not even about what she's done in her past because we all have a past, right? It's how she takes responsibility and the lack yeah. of, to yes. me, that just solidifies her being um, a complete and total loser. Now, Ebro has spoken out, which I thought was pretty interesting because a lot of people attribute the culture to a few of us that are, you know, have big voices in the culture, Absolutely. right? Charlemagne's, Ebro's, me, Joe, you know, um, Amanda, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was surprised Ebro said something to the effect of, we need to support and embrace her and teach her the right way. And like, I, I don't know where he's coming <laughs> from, but what'd you think about that? I think Ebro would have been right on point if we had a more sincere apology and explanation. If she grew up, if she said, oh, growing up, it was tough for me being a mixed girl and I didn't, I hated myself. If she would have gave me anything to understand the psychology of some of the shit she was doing, maybe I would understand Ebro's response. But the apology I got from Doja Cat didn't warrant that response from uh, Ebro for me. I don't, yeah, I don't know where he's coming from with that one. Well, and there was a song too where she was under fire for her song, Didn't Do Nothing, which um, people said it was a, a racial slur that was often used against black people mm -hmm. who face public uh, police brutality. And uh, she she took to Instagram to explain that. And in there, that she said true. it had nothing to do with Sandra Bland. And in fact, she said, if you guys don't like the song, I can rewrite it if you want me to. That was just so sarcastic and it was just the most asshole response i seen that she's like y'all want me to change the words i'll change the words i'm like you're missing the entire point and yeah. this is why they're gonna throw a cancel party for you yeah well i mean do we blame her or do we blame her father for not being in her life because you know her father abandoned her uh, i'm sure he don't want anything to do with her now but uh do you do you blame, blame him i mean at the end of the day, when we grow up and become grownups, we got to take responsibility for the shit we do. You know, so, you're, so you're saying so you're pretty much saying she's just stupid. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one way to feel like something, but then you're going on a platform and you're making sure everybody here, you can feel that way on the inside. If you're dealing with something, battling something, that's cool. You're going on this weird chat room and you know you're a public figure. Somebody's going to see this and you're doing it for somebody to see. It's not like you hit, like we found this in a secret email. You wanted people to see this. And let me be clear, in today's climate, you doing it in front of white people made it unforgivable. Exactly. Period. Period. And, you know, I, I will say this, you know, I, I have often gotten criticized for, you know, not respecting or loving the black woman, which is the craziest thing because I love being black and I love black people and I love black women. Right. But this to me is this is indefensible because it's not even it's not even like you, 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 you came on and said, you know, I said a lot of insensitive shit because I haven't been exposed to a lot. And I and I. And I love that you guys held me accountable and I look forward to learning more as I continue on my journey. I'm not doing this to be a role model, but I understand I have a responsibility. Like you should have came to Hollywood a lot to help you out, girl. Something. But uh, yeah. So, so are you, is she canceled to you? Uh, I'm not fucking with her. Like I said, I was waiting for the apology. I was like, let me see what she's saying. And then after that, I'll change the words if you want me to. I'm like, okay, Doja Cat. Like so you're after- talented too, but. After the apology, they started calling her Doja Cap. <laughs> and it's sad because it's right after her first number one. It's a big deal right now. And that's the receipts they pull. They see you doing that. But she's not the only one uh, about to get canceled or being threatened of being canceled. Sean King, too, is in the news. Um, they're saying he's still in fundraising money. So activist Sean King was tw- uh, trending on Twitter on Tuesday. Uh, and shockingly, for not the good reasons, because you know Sean King always stands up for a good cause. Many users are trying to cancel him for not fulfilling his promises. The hashtag came after the Daily Beast dropped an article titled "Sean King Keeps Raising Money and Questions Where It Goes." So um, this is a big deal right now. He raised money for he was rebooting a newspaper that was started by Frederick Doug- uh, Douglass called the North Star, and he had the blessings of Fred- Frederick Douglass. I'm stumbling. Uh, descendants all that it was backed by michael eric dyson a lot of big people in the game so this is where it gets interesting he had thirty thousand subscribers a lot were contributing five and ten dollars a month he had a billionaire philanthropist robert smith he gave him ten thousand a month but everybody's wondering where did this money go jason well look i want to start by saying that we posted the story on hollywood unlocked and we came under fire from a lot of people who felt like we shouldn't be giving, uh, we shouldn't be fanning the flames of a story that was attributed to somebody who people perceived as doing a lot of things for the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before entertainment, I've been very open about my past as a as a, a union organizer, as a union leader, as somebody who advocated for workers in healthcare, somebody who's been involved with uh, legislation and, and and social topics like the Trayvon Martin killing. And so I'm very sensitive to the work that organizers and organizations and philanthropic um, organizations do for the community, especially when you are relying on the funding from the public and their uh, donations. Think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of people who have regular jobs, waiter, uh, works at Starbucks, somebody works at McDonald's, somebody works at IBM, anybody, anywhere where they have a regular job, not in entertainment, far removed from uh, a lot of the, um, the benefits that we get working in entertainment. It's not glorious to them. Maybe they don't even like the job, but they believe so much in change that they donate $5 of their hardworking salaries. And think about it. $5 pre uh, post-tax on a minimum wage job is basically almost probably half of what they're making. 
Mm. So I just want to put in context a half of an hour of somebody's life that they're putting in monthly just because they believe in you. Now, that being said, working for a union, we used to come under fire for what do you do with our dues? You're still in our dues. Um, And we would have we had one hundred and seventy thousand members paying probably fifty dollars a month. So you could just Mm. imagine the amount of money that the union had. There was a time where. Um, they never accused me personally of stealing money, but they would always say the union's taking our money, the union's taking our money. And then I remember when we got into a fight with our parent union because our parent union, SEIU, the international, didn't like that we were using our member dues that they voted to use to go mm-hmm. after them to fight for holding on to their rights and their contracts. Wow. They alleged that we took their dues, we used their dues inappropriately to fight their own union even though the members ratified to do it. I say all that to put in context that people are going to always use stealing dues as a way of discrediting a person, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know Sean King. I will say, though, uh, I like his Instagram. I like that he posts every 10 minutes another black person dying or getting beat by the police or facilitating conversation online so people mm-hmm. can see what's happening. It's a good source to go to. Lots of celebrities follow him, so he gets a lot of reposts. And I'm not discrediting what he does on Instagram because we, we feature a lot of his stuff. He, he does a great job of informing people. But when you raise that kind of money and you have 20 staff, we all have a right to know what you're doing with that money. Yeah. You know, what, what, what's happening in the world? Are you creating, I know that they said something about, he said something about raising, helping family with GoFundMe accounts to raise money uh, uh, to to fight for different causes or attorneys for specific cases, but that's a GoFundMe account. What happens with all the donations? Do you have political action committees that are putting forth legislation or helping to run campaigns for local people and communities that are involved in stuff that we're seeing in the news to become uh, change agents in the uh, the legal system? Are you putting forth bills and public policy? Are you sponsoring and putting dollars behind things that help to change what we see online every day. That's real activism. What turned turned me off about Sean King personally, and I don't know him and I hope to get to know him because Mm -hmm. I think he's doing a great job of informing people, was when Ahmaud Arbery died, I saw that he promoted a link for people to sign a petition to have those people uh, arrested. Yeah. I signed the petition. The minute I signed the petition, it asked me to donate to Sean's company. Now, I think for me as an organizer, that was probably not the best way to do it. I think what he should have done was he should have allowed the person to stay, say, do you want to stay involved in this case? The person clicks yes. You then get their profile and then you retarget them with an ask and an invitation to your organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you can because they, they've told you they want to be involved. So now you're targeting them to say, hey, here's how you can get involved. Sign up for our newsletter. Donate five dollars. It's not an unwanted solicit. It's not an unwanted solicit. Right after you got me engaged about something that's important. Now, as an organizer, I would never go into a department at a hospital with a worker who's fired up about something and say, "By the way, will you support our co- our committee on political education fund?" That was what we used to raise money for on the side for our political action, which is similar to what Sean is doing. We would mm-hmm. never do that because the person is passionate about what they're telling you right now. Now, once you fix that issue with them, then you can say, hey, stay involved with the union, sign up, get involved. Hey, do you mind contributing to our PAC committee because we're fighting for legislation to help you at the bedside with your patients? Because we believe that what you're encountering every day with a lack of PPE or standards, you know, not being followed in the hospital. We believe that's important to you and is an essential 
part of our union. We want to make sure we have the right resources to advocate for you. It's all in messaging. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to Sean. I sent him an email. Didn't hear back from him when I was addressing the issue of prison reform. Um, but I did speak to uh, Tamika Mallory. I did speak to De- DeRay from Black Lives Matter. And I've, but I just decided to go and uh, go to reform with uh, Van Jones and then hit up uh, Congresswoman Bass and a few other Congress people to really help me put laser focus on my issue. But I say all that to say, I think it's unfair for people to automatically criticize what somebody does with their resources. But at the same time, I do believe that Sean needs to chill because when you are taking public dues or when you are taking public money, people have the right to criticize you. They have the right to scrutinize you. They have the right to ask you, where is my money going? And you have the obligation to show them, not say it's buried in a report, Go look yeah. at my reports. No, we want to see change. And I can tell you, Damage, I don't know about you. You have a young black son. I'm sick and tired of seeing a bunch of Instagram posts. I want to know what are we doing? And yeah. I don't have, you know, 30,000 people giving me $5 a month. That's $150,000. I don't have that. If I had $150,000 a month coming in for the issues that he's fighting, I would be organized. I would have an organizer in every city. I would be building capacity to be Mm -hmm. able to create real change. And I just feel now, you know, where people are getting frustrated is, you know, on one hand, you don't want to publicly say nothing to criticize because then it's like you're you're opening the window for people who want to attack all of our social movements to come Mm -hmm. in. But at the same time, you have to hold our people accountable. And I understand it in the butt now. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you got to speak on that because you have worked with the union and you know more of the back end. I feel like a lot of these situations, people go, where's the money? Where's the money? And have no idea how the infrastructure actually works. So you're criticizing somebody, but the funds are being used to pay staff. It's used for different things that actually cost more money than people may believe. But what was alarming about this report is there's multiple people that worked with Sean for the newspaper. Uh, I believe it's called the North Star. I want to make sure I get that right. Saying... He was incompetent, saying it was mismanaged, and also saying he couldn't tell us where the funds were. And these are people that work in the industry and, you know, with them that's working in the infrastructure. So it's not me as a regular person giving five dollars, you know, not really knowing the game. The people that are criticizing him are also people that worked alongside with him. So that's when my eyes start opening up like, wow, well, where are the funds going? Well, I'll be honest with everybody. Um, I you know, I am not as super proactive in public policy or public stuff like that, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to, I don't want to make people forget that I I'm Hollywood unlocked. Right. So I am the face of Hollywood unlocked, but I I don't want to be out here, you know, total black Panther where it's like, yeah, what is he doing over there? What about, you know, what about this? So it's a balance. And so what I will say though, is that I have been, personally reaching out to every activist that is a activist on social media to get a better understanding of what it is that they do so I can have a more informed, a better informed opinion about them because I do believe that right now what's happening, and we're going to get into that next, what's happening in Minnesota. I am so proud of the people of Minnesota who have stepped up and are giving it to the police department there because you you can only email so much and petition so much and walk so many miles and talk on social media. At some point you got, somebody has to get fucked up some somewhere at some point a city has to burn down or unfortunately somebody on the other side has to die 
to really understand like it's really real out here and you fucking with the masses there are more people than there are police exactly all right y'all it's time for another hollywood hookup and i'm super excited because this segment is sponsored by embrace pangea Embrace Pangea is a holistic company offering premium herb-infused natural hygiene products and herbal detoxes. They have a wide variety of products to fit your daily health and hygiene needs, such as the five-star rated Pangea Wash, an all-natural pH-balanced foaming feminine wash with rose and honeysuckle extracts. So ladies, this is for you, not for us. We don't, I don't think we need that, but it's good for y'all. And their essential 18 detox tea that's packed with 18 powerful non-laxative herbs to remove stuck on waste from your colon walls. If you're looking for a natural way to promote healthy gums, better breath, (sighs) and an overall healthy oral hygiene routine, then check out their Herberance Advanced Botanical Mouthwash. I'm still stuck on cleaning out your, your walls. But the tea is good for that. <laughs> oh, man. At no other time right now is the most important time to get healthy. Let's do it right now. So head over to EmbracePangea.com and use the discount code UNLOCK to receive 10% off your first Embrace Pangea order. Use the discount code UNLOCK to get 10% off your first order. And that is your Hollywood hookup. I am more of a, I have a more militant style of leadership when it comes to organizing in communities. And I, I, I too am frustrated like some people about some of the social media activists and not really understanding what they're doing. Shout out to DeRay and Black Lives Matter. They were one of the few organizations that I saw early on really step up in the heart of uh, the Trayvon Martin campaign, Dream Defenders, really getting down and dirty with the people. Um, you know, are any of these people, Sean Kings, are they creating legal defense funds for these people that are going to probably go to jail for protesting? I don't know. Those are the questions that we should all be demanding of people, especially if you're writing a check. You got to hold those people accountable. You're giving your money. You have the right to uh, know where the money goes. Just like you said. I think yeah. you spoke on it so well because you have worked in the back end of something. Um, I wouldn't say similar because this is a new newspaper subscription, but you still know how the infrastructure works. So getting your idea and how you perceive it was really interesting. No, but it's a lot going on right now, especially in Minnesota. It's really heartbreaking. And it is good to see that some people are stepping up and, you know, I hate to say it, giving it to the police. Like you said, like, you know, you you they say don't fight fire with fire. But we tried that so many times for so many years. You know, we're stepping up and we got to show you all what a black life is worth. I feel like that's what it feels like when I see those protests in the street. We're showing people this is what a black life is worth. If you don't want chaos, if you don't want us to fight back and do what you guys are doing, because y'all started this fight. We didn't start this fight. Yeah, I don't want to hear. Oh, they shouldn't be doing that. This is. This is counterproductive. We tried everything. I want people to think about, you know, we live in a very different world now than some of our grandparents and great grandparents in the early 40s, 50s, or you know, even the 60s, right? Who went through the civil rights movement. We are privileged to live in a different world, even though it's still not perfect, right? Yeah. But I have to tell people like, and and just just bear with me when I say this. One thing I would always tell people when I was in the union is that when you when you agitate people right you 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 inform you agitate and then you move to action those are the three things in getting people to create change whether it's at the workplace or whether it's in your neighborhood or whether it's in your state or country right so when you post it on your instagram now we're informed we see the black man we're going to get into this right we see that the man is dying we see that he died we see that the police are not arrested we see it it's all over social media now You've, you've informed us. 
Now, because he died and they haven't been arrested, just because he died, now we're agitated. Now, where's the action? That's the missing part. That's where we, we are so divided on. What is our action? You know why? Because we're pussies. And I'm going to tell you why. We're pussies. We have social media now that makes us feel like we're a part of the change because we, because we post it. Yeah. That doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. And I, I'll tell you, the frustrating part is, you know, I was I was really teary-eyed last night watching what was happening online. And, you know, I did reach out to friends of mine with major platforms to say, can you please share this? Because the world needs to keep being more agitated. If we make them mad enough, things will just explode. It's sort of like if you put in Jiffy Popcorn. If you mm -hmm. leave it in long enough, it's going to pop, 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 pop. And then it's just going to open up. It's going to explode because it could only take so much pressure, so much heat, right? I said, okay, with all these social media people who are activists online, agitating people, getting paid to go and give speeches, you know, building brands and making mm -hmm. lots of fucking money, being mm -hmm. the best speaker in the room on a topic or going on all these shows. What are you actually doing? Mm. And, and so now we've informed, now we've agitated, everybody's agitated. What the fuck do we do? And if, you, and if you think about our, our, our grandparents damage, Back in the, uh, you know, early 1900s or even the 60s or whatever, our parents in the 60s, you know, there were people going to jail, staging, yeah. staging sit-ins, uh, you know, uh, dying in the streets, killing in the streets, the Black Panther Party. There were more rebels. You know, we're not even Martin Luther King right now. We're not even peacefully, prayerfully protesting. We are posting on social media. So I just hope people get that part because that's the part that's missing for me. Like, what is the action? Well, I feel like that's the whole purpose of social media is to distract. Like, I feel like back in those times, people were dealing with an issue and they felt it every day. They didn't have a, a way to go into their phone and watch their favorite show or pretend to be uh, supporting it. They had to live that thing every day. And I feel like we need to start living it. And that's why, you know, I don't like seeing people protesting or hurting each other or whatever, but I see people taking action. Is it the right action? That's up to whoever's perspective. But are you talking that, about what's happening in Minnesota? Yeah, what's happening? Let, in Minnesota. Let's break down what happened in Minnesota because we're so passionate, we can't even break the news down. We apologize. This, this is I, as many of you are dealing with it. We are, we are passionate about it too. Yeah. So in uh, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, a man dies after a white cop cuts off his airway by kneeling on his neck. There was a clip taken by a bystander in South Minneapolis on Monday. Apparently, the cops were responding to a forgery in progress when they arrived um at the scene they saw an unidentified man sitting in a car now according to the department the man resisted arrest and was placed in the handcuffs adding he appeared to be suffering from a uh, medical distress the department also noted at no time were there weapons of any type used by anyone involved in this incident but there was a viral clip that came out where you can see the man begging please please i cannot breathe repeatedly to the cops the arresting officer continues to kneel on this man's neck for several minutes while he's screaming in pain. The officers on the scene uh, also ignored a man that was passing by, basically saying, like, yo, this is bullshit. You can see he can't breathe. Get him off the ground. And um, several other witnesses seen this. Uh, they were heard arguing the two arresting officers um, over the excessive force over the man that was uh, that passed away. Suddenly, uh, of course, he became motionless. And that's how the story unfolded. But the cops were responding to a forgery in progress and end up killing a man by kneeling on his neck. Now, 
let's say I'm gonna tell you why he died. He died because he was black. Um, that's plain and simple. Now, what also I want to note was one: there's a 10 minute video that's been released from another angle that Ben Crump, attorney Benjamin Crump, who's an attorney for the family, has posted online. Uh, there was no resisting arrest whatsoever, so that debunked their claims. Mm-hmm. I know people were mad that we wrote the story of what they said, but you have to understand when you're storytelling, you do have to lay out everything that's happening all so people parts. can get all the parts of it and make their own conclusion. We don't we don't write a story all the time and say this is what happens, except, you know, even with Doja Cat, you know, we didn't say she was an, a fucking idiot. I posted that on my personal Instagram on Hollywood Unlocked. We just lay out what is happening. And then once the full picture is there, we let you draw your conclusion. But um no, he died because he was black. There was a white woman there who was a firefighter who said, "He cannot breathe. I'm a firefighter. Let me check him. Let me let me let me help him." And they refused to let her help him. And so now all the four police officers have been fired, but they have yet to be arrested. Of and course. what do you think about that? It's the same story all over again. That's why I love when you say, "What's the action?" We need to figure out an action. Back in the, uh, I hate to say back in the days, but there was a point in a, a moment where people stood up and not pretended to be leaders, actually wanted to lead. As you say, we have a lot of people that's getting paid to speak and speaking passionately on topics, of course, to create reaction and agitation. But we need leaders. We need people that's going to go out there and really be about it. As you said, people used to get locked up, did sit-ins because what was going on in their community matters. And I feel like all of us and I hate I don't even want to point fingers at nobody because I look at myself like, what can I do? That's action. We need to all look at ourselves like, okay, we know about the situation. What action are we going to take? And I'm not going to point fingers at this person that's posting to this and this and that. I look at myself and I get angry with myself. Like, am I too passive? Am I doing enough? What am I doing to actually create this change? But the value of a black life has to be risen. And the only way they're going to understand is you kill one of ours. I'm not going to say we should go out and kill another police officer. uh, Officer, of course, that's absolutely crazy. But they need to feel the chaos that they bring to our community. You created this shit. You created it. White people, white police, you created this shit. I got pulled over the other day, and I ain't gonna lie. Me and my friend are sitting there, and we're like, don't move. Don't put your hands anywhere. Even when he went to go get the registration, I said, don't open that. Until he says we can open it, I don't even want no problems because you could get killed for forgery. And, you know, uh, Enrique Santos, uh, I Heart Family down in Miami, interviewed the chief of police there and asked him, what do you think about the use of force? And he said that that wasn't even a tactic that they support in any police uh, uh, academy in the country because it's not necessary unless it's like you're trying, he's trying to kill you and then you have to do whatever you could do. And the crazy part is outside of this clip, I've seen that move used multiple times. Yeah. That wasn't something I haven't seen before. And I always think that like, how are you just sitting your knee on somebody's neck? So I don't know if they're, they're saying it's not used in the police force, but clearly if I'm looking at, different police brutality videos across the country and people are doing similar neck on, you know, somebody's teaching this somewhere. Now this I want to, somewhere. I want to say this to everybody that watches because we have people who support this show who are not black, who are white um, or non-black. Right. And let me just say this. You're a part of the solution. You need to be a part of the solution. You, uh, one thing that's made me proudful, prideful of what's happening in Minnesota is I've seen so many non-black people out in the streets with the black people. I've seen, and what I also like is that all of the anger and frustration and abuse for the lack of better words has been 
all towards the police department cars police department police and not uh the property of small business owners oh okay um i don't see them uh destroying small businesses and looting and this and that so i really love what's happening in minnesota i love that they're being aggressive i love that they're being destructive i love i love it um but i would say that um you know, uh, I come from being raised by a white mother and I get criticized a lot for not being uh, pro-black. And, you know, people have to understand something. And hopefully Doja Cat's listening, Doja Kitty, because she ain't got nothing else to do because she canceled, right? When you have a percent of black in you, enough of it to where you know that it's in your veins. You have an obligation to be empathetic to the history of black people. Now, mind you, I would say everybody should be empathetic because our country went through a civil war. But I would say for sure, if you have black in your veins, you should not only be proud, prideful, but you should be, you should feel obligated to figure out how to be involved. Now, I like you, Damage, feel like, you know, have I done enough? Yeah. You know, have I, have I, you know, I'm just now, you know, speaking to the council meetings and the congresswomen and the senators i'm just now uh but you know am i as a citizen did i fill out my census form did i register to vote did i vote for the right people like those are questions that i'm asking myself you know and i hope that if there's anybody listening you know you know i hope you look at um the man george floyd who died in minnesota and see your son in him or see yeah. you in him because george floyd had posted another video before where he was denouncing gun violence, where he was denouncing young people, this younger generation that's so violent these days. He was actually speaking about having a more safer world and to be killed by this police officer who is still not locked up is outrageous to me. What's also outrageous is <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't follow the notion of fuck the police. It sounds cool. I know rappers say it, people say it, but at the end of the day, police officers are our cousins. They're, they're our neighbors. There are regular people that are police officers. So the whole F the police thing is it's cool, I guess, for certain people. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of those same people that call the cops when they need help. What makes me upset is because I do believe there are decent and upstanding officers that really want to protect and do their job. I'm mad at the silence of those people. I'm mad at the other guy on the scene that doesn't have his foot on the uh his neck and not saying anything. I'm sick of other officers not stepping in. I'm sick of this code of silence that they have. They always preach uh, the stop stitching thing is, is whack and you shouldn't do that in the hood, but y'all do it the worst. The officers. And I know there's good officers out there, but y'all not doing shit. So yeah. now you're going to get lumped in with them. And when these protests and stuff happens, no one's trying to sit here and pick you apart who is who. You know what I'm saying? You have an op obligation to protect the community. If somebody you work with is doing something that's clearly out of line you officers are not stepping up to make that change and that's why everybody's saying fuck all of y'all and i know some people that probably watch our show that are cops you know what i'm saying but it's at a point where y'all need to step up too we need to step up as a community with all you cops that aren't like this person that oh all cops ain't bad all that bullshit where's the accountability amongst the badge and there was a saying and i know i don't know who said this but there was a famous quote that said to stand by and do nothing is to side with the oppressor oppressor absolutely and if you know there are four police who are fired today because one person put his knee on the person's neck so for that i would say i'm glad that the police department took swift action 
I'm glad that the mayor, shout out to the mayor of Minneapolis who uh, got out there and, you know, uh, agreed that, you know, to be a black man in this country, it shouldn't be a, a death sentence. Um, he showed some emotion. I don't know what was real, what wasn't, but hey, I give him uh, props for getting out there and doing it. And and shout out to all of the social media activists who are informing us and agitating us. I only leave you with the question is, what the fuck are we going to do? And, and, and there was another quote in the past that I don't know if it was Martin or Malcolm because it's, it's been so long and I wasn't around then, is... If there's something happening to one, it happens to all. Like I used to always say to the people in the union, like there's power in numbers. Your one issue is nothing to a group of powerful people. But if it's a group of 10,000, if it's an issue of 10,000, it's an issue for everybody. And so, you know, I thought Karen, when she, Congresswoman Bass, when she was on our show and she said, hey, to get things moved in Congress, just how much pressure can you put on them? How much public pressure can you put on them? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's happening right now to address the systemic problem of poor policing in this country. Now, I get it. Like, police got hard jobs to do, right? Like, I wouldn't be a police officer because I get it. Like, you're you're running into the unknown every single day, every call of every shift. Mm-hmm. But you took the oath to protect people, and Absolutely. so is it protect all people, but except for black people? That's what it seems like to me. That's what it feels like. So uh, this is not a show where we got a bunch of fuckery. Sorry that it's so heavy, but, you know, there's just things that we have to talk about. Uh, Karen, what about Karen? Might as well just talk about Karen, too. Oh, Karen. So Amy Cooper, also known as Central Park Karen, is apologizing because she called the police on a black man uh, this past Monday after the two argued about her unleashed dog, which is completely unsafe. Uh, It was previously reported Amy was walking her dog while Christian Cooper... He's a bird watcher at the uh, and, not, and not not the type of bird watcher we would typically talk about on this show. <laughs> no, he's just a regular bird watcher. Like he, he loves birds. It was a wooded area in Central Park called the Ramble. The two who are not related went back and forth because they both have the same la- uh, last name over the dog since they were supposed to be leased at all times in Ramble, according to the park's website. Christian Cooper even recorded a part of their encounter and posted it on Facebook where it's since been shared a thousand times. Now, Amy Cooper can be heard in the video screaming on the phone with the police that she is there with an African-American man and she, uh, he's threatening her life. She immediately faced backlash online and is now being placed on administrative leave by her employer, which is an investment company, Franklin Templeton. Well, she's been fired. She's been fired. So there's been, been like, no. she's been like, yeah, but she made an apology. But before we get to the apology, do you want to talk about this whole thing and how it went down? First? Absolutely. First of all, Karen almost killed her dog making this phone call. Can we talk about how she was choking this cocker spaniel? Yeah, so she was choking her dog. Um, I I think that to some degree, white people are just scared of black people. You can see in a way she was choking her dog. She was really like but, scared but, for her life. But Sunny from The View summed it up great today. She said basically she had worked herself into a self-induced panic. Panic attack. Like she 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 created her own chaos right and then to call and 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 repeatedly say this african-american man this african-american man like you felt safe enough to walk right up on him Mm -hmm. then because he didn't retreat you then backed off almost killed your dog to make a complaint that he was attacking you when he wasn't but Um, i want to point out something though you see all that started when she realized she was being recorded 
then it's oh he's threatening me so i felt like she was trying to create some kind of ploy to justify what the hell she was doing on that video while he was recording and that's another scary thing how people start becoming performers when these phones come out mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, but I, I think that it, I'm glad that the phones are here because no, absolutely. we would not be mad about um, Greg. I mean, we would not be mad about George and we would not be mad about uh, Karen if we did not have a phone. If we didn't have no, social media. I definitely media. think the phone was effective. It just showed you how much more it irritated her when she was about to come up and say some smart shit. He pulls the phone out, realizing she's already in the wrong. And now she's trying to create her alibi as she goes. It's just it was sick. So she's also had to give her dog away. So the dog has been taken back to the rescue. She's dogless. She's jobless. Do you think that there should be more that happens to her or is the public shaming enough for now? This is enough because I don't know when she's going to get another job with that kind of um, with that carrying on, especially an, invest uh, an investment company that she worked for before. They don't want all this high profile shit to be going on. They're trying to just do their thing and keep it moving. But she did uh, issue an apology she said, I'm not a racist. I did not mean to harm that man in any way. Oh, no. She also added that she also didn't mean any harm to the black community. I think it was just she said, I think I was just scared. I think she should have just said, I got black friends. Like if she would have just said, I got black friends, I'd be like, OK, we know what this no, is. She said, when you're alone in Ramble, which is at um, Central Park, you don't know what's happening. In broad daylight, you dumb bitch. It's your dog. That you almost killed. Your dog was like, bitch, what are you doing? That dog was hanging. Choking. Hanging from a, hanging. I was going to say Take hanging. Take this L, Central Park, Karen. Yeah, so. It's funny uh, they named her Karen. Her name is Amy Cooper, though. Well, no, Karen is the new thing that, this is the other thing I'm, I'm wondering. Is it right that we're calling white women who are oh. calling on black men or black women Karens? <laughs> is it wrong? I think it's funny. I like it. Okay, but when 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 they when they flip it and call us Shaquisha, then what's gonna happen? They that do way? it, and then they kill Shaquisha. That part, not even a joke. It's just I'm trying. That's to not find, even a joke. That's I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some light in this very dark, dark tunnel. Well, okay, look, enough of that. Karen is canceled. Uh, the police officers are canceled. Doja Cat is canceled. What so, about Joe Biden? Joe Biden is not canceled. Okay, Sorry, just asking. Go ahead, just go get into that. Let's just, just get all ask it because you know he issued an apology after the interview he did with the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, to be exact, where he went and said, "If you ain't vote for me, basically you ain't black." <laughs> well, first let me give a shout out to Charlemagne. He's been killing it. That's a huge interview for him. That was great, and he did exactly what people like me, him, Joe, anybody who's going to interview somebody and press them. He pressed him on issues that were important to the black community. But I have to say, I think that at this point. I think that black celebrities uh, are doing a little too much, you know, and I get it. I get it. You guys are not involved that much in the political process. So now because it's that time of year, mm -hmm. everybody wants to have a big opinion and, you know, create a soundbite. And I'm not talking about Charlemagne in particular. I'm talking about uh, the ditties and the people saying we're not going to we're going to hold the vote. Being involved with the political process is not one time a year or every four years, right? It is every day of your life. Mm. You know, think about it in these terms. Does the person get tested when they're going to uh, get renewed for the job or do they get tested or get a job or do they get tested while they're on the job or while they're in the job? Not just when they get it, but when they get it, what they're doing while they have it and when they come back to keep going, right? Yep. I feel like there's all this hysteria around 
the black vote only when it's time for election when what are we doing to make sure black people are even registered yeah what did he say that was so bad i i think he said it the wrong he said if you gotta sit here and decide rather to pick for me and trump you ain't black now he said it the wrong way because he said you ain't black so he didn't even try to soften it up with like terminology you know like i've been in a cookout i've been talking to y'all you ain't black but he did but but my question is 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 he wrong like i understand like black people well i know black people wanted to vote for trump because they thought we'd get a different tax bracket all of a sudden start saving more money on taxes none of us believe that trump was going to go ahead and get rid of liquor stores in the communities or put a ban on building more walmarts to shut down black businesses or stop gentrification or stop police brutality maybe with uh Mm -hmm. silk and simone or whatever that girls and diamond and silk maybe them but when it comes to like black people none of us in the hoods I ain't in the hood no more, but I'm just saying if I was in the hood, none of none of my family, none of the people that we know that are still in urban com- communities believe that Trump is for them. So did Biden say it's, he said it wrong, but was he lying? Biden ain't the man to say what's black and what's not black. You ain't black. Voting for you don't make you black. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like you saying, oh, if you got to sit here and decide, you ain't black. How the fuck you know what black is? Okay, well, let me ask you this, though. Why didn't we have all this anger about Biden when he was our vice president for eight years? Where the fuck is all this coming from? I don't know. Uh, look, I have no idea. I just know Biden, you know, it seemed like he needs to stay more quiet than than speaking. He he made an apology saying he may, maybe came off a little too cavalier and too playful. Bro, like you even playing around saying something ain't black. It's like, what do you talk about in your spare time? Biden, keep talking your shit, bro. And you know what? Go get a shirt that said, I said what the fuck I said. Because you know what? At no, the he end- can get a shirt and wear it and say, you ain't black. <laughs> Let's see well, how that works out. He doesn't need to because Trump already has those shirts. He has hashtag you ain't black on his website with a black girl wearing it. Trump is trolling us and playing. And one I, thing, I, one thing I just didn't like about the interview is he was saying stuff as like check my my record. Check, I always do stuff for black people. Look at this. Look at that. And it didn't. Once again, it didn't come off sincere. It's like, do you have a sincere? approach to what you want to do for the black vote or what you want to do for the black community anything saying something heartfelt not i mean you could look back at what i did here and naacp they always it was like you were just like throwing accolades at us like we were supposed to give a fuck so let me ask you what is the alternative right well at this point what do we do what 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 do we do do we not vote for biden and vote for trump or do we just not vote i don't know what to do i'm gonna tell you what to do you I'm going to tell you what we do. We have two choices. It's sort of like watching American Idol. Let me dumb it down for you motherfuckers who don't know what I'm talking about, right? You're watching American Idol. There's only two people to vote for because your favorite person didn't get enough votes. You didn't organize enough. You didn't call your mama to vote. You didn't go to your church. You didn't get involved in the process. So now you only have two finalists. You don't get to turn the channel and refuse to watch the rest of the show that you dedicated your life to. You now have to vote and rally for the most votes for the best person left because that's what it is. But if you don't vote, you know, the fat boy who can't sing might win. And all of a sudden now our American Idol is this fat boy who can't sing. And it's not the fat boy's fault, bitch. It's yours. So now guess what, bitch? Are we going to let the fat boy win? No, no, no. (laughs) We're going to vote for the guy who is the best out of the two options that we have. 
That's the only yeah. way I can sum it up. I'm, and, and also shout out to Charlemagne because he's been pressing everybody up until this election point. Everybody came on his platform. He's been pressing them the same way. So it's nothing new with him. No, like no, no. People- They're not putting pressure on Trump, though. Where the fuck is all this anger online right now? Where's Diddy? Diddy, you know, Diddy only follows Trump. He don't even follow Biden. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, look, we've been looking at that for a minute with a side eye, like, all right, Puff. Now, we love your Ciroc. We done sipped your watermelon Ciroc and your blueberry Ciroc. We done played around in your backyard, Puff. We, done, we, 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 we love you, Puffy. But why are you you following Trump, but you're not following Biden? You holding the vote from the Democrats, but you ain't speaking out against Trump yet. Where is all that energy? Keep it the same. Like, we got to keep it. We got to keep it balanced here. It's not fair. Like, I can't do four more years of Trump. You motherfuckers elect Trump. Hollywood Unlocked is moving to another country. Where you going? I don't know. The fuck out of here. I'm going to leave y'all with Trump and Rona and be and be somewhere else looking at y'all. I'm going to go to Bali for four years. Fuck it. I could run my company over there. And I, it, it only costs me pennies on the dollar. No, I hear that. And speaking of Rona, though, there's a, a symptomatic hairstyle. Don't vote for the fat boy. I don't give a fuck what you want to do. Vote for the other motherfucker. Sorry. For the fat boy. No, but you did bring up the coronavirus, which is we're all dealing with this stuff still, man. So state health officials have issued a warning to the public after the hairstylist exposed 91 people to the virus at a Great Clips hair salon in Springfield earlier this month. Springfield Green County Health Department Director Clay Gobert uh, made the announcement Friday and expressed his disappointment. He said during the briefing that the hairstylist continued to work despite experiencing COVID-19 symptoms and 81 of her clients received a haircut between May 12th and May 20th. Seven other employees that work at the hair salon was also exposed too, making it 91 people exposed because this lady didn't want to go home and sit down. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to just call her Karen because at this point, this is Karen too. Karen is an epidemic in this country where people do not understand. You know, I'm seeing white women angrily going to Red Lobster, growling, swinging on the workers because they can't come in, going to Albertsons without a mask. It's a a Karen epidemic. We put that on our, uh, Adam's laughing over here because we put a clip on Facebook where we say Karen's an epidemic. Here's the deal. And I love you, white people. I I love you. I really do. But y'all acting up and, and this privilege that we have, right? Let me be clear. She needs to have her clippers cut off. How the fuck do you give your coronavirus to a customer? My barber came to my house. Yes, I have begun a haircut every. It's cute. Every week I begin a haircut. My barber tried to come over the other day and without a mask. You know what I said? Oh, he was getting comfortable. Put your mask on. He said, "Well, your housekeepers don't have on mask." I said, "Well, they're not breathing on me while they're cutting my hair." <laughs> Yeah, no. The, my housekeepers, they don't talk to me. Just text me. They're not breathing. <laughs> so I say all that to say, on one hand, it's their responsibility to say, yo, you need to put a mask on Cindy Lauper. Was it Cindy? What's her name? I don't know if her name was in this write-up. Karen, you need to put a mask on, Karen. They didn't do that. I would have pulled... Let me tell you what I would have I would have pulled out my little thermometer gun and I would have shot her in the head with that my thermometer gun. Thermometer and gun. as soon as it said 101, I would have been like, Karen, nah, I'm, I'm out. Cut the clips. See, this is the thing, though. For all those seven people working around her, maybe you just coming in and get your hair cut. You don't know what's going on. They watching her cough and sniffle and, you know what I'm saying, sweat in the hair salon and nobody's saying nothing. So I blame, again, 
the people around this person too. Like, how are you letting her work that long to have 90 or 87 clients coughing, sniffling, and having corona and no one saying anything? Like, what's going on? Privilege. Who was the person that finally came in there and was like, you got corona? No, probably no, because the, the government is tracing everybody getting it. So if everybody getting it is coming from Karen's shop, they're going to pull up on Karen like, bitch, what's happening? I have to say to people, like, please pay attention to science. I know there's a bunch of conspiracy theorists who are running social media. <coughs> I don't have, that's not a symptom. That's just, a, I had a cough. If you are damaged, don't look at me like that. I ain't got it. If you are required to go back to work, like today, they open the malls. I ain't got no new clothes. I am not going to the mall because guess what? I ain't got nowhere to go right now. That's what but, I mean. But I, I am going to start ordering online because I don't have nothing. Like, I went to go somewhere the other day, and I decided not to go because I didn't have shit. I was like, I ain't got nothing to wear. I can't wear this Culture Needs Me sweater no more. I didn't wear that what, bitch. What people yeah. are buying clothes to go back to the mall. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I personally think they need to shut her down for 14 days. So 14 um, days, that's it? I mean, until she can go and get better. Like, she needs to go quarantine for a minute. The moral of the story today, folks, is that um, I just want to leave you with this. Uh, the, the, the world is in a weird place right now. And some of you are on my timeline saying, you know, it's the end of times and you know, Jesus is coming back. And maybe it is. So I'm not mocking that. I don't know. But as for right now, while we still got some time, spend some time with yourself really digging deep in your mind and in your bag about how you can get involved in what's happening in this world. Don't look at the coronavirus and say it has nothing to do with you. So you're going to go out and be reckless and do whatever you need to do and then eventually catch it or spread it or both. You know, don't look at a black man getting killed in Minneapolis because you live in Malibu and say it ain't got nothing to do with you because you by the beach. No, it's everything to do with you. Hold your people accountable and figure out a way to plug into what's happening around the country. Because, you know, what if, what happened in Minnesota made many people have restless nights last night all over the country. Just today I got a call from somebody, um, you know, with a lot of clout who was just like you know how do you feel and i go well how do you feel and we both looked at each other like we're just like lost at like what the fuck is happening so it's affecting everybody from socioeconomic classes races and i would also say you know look at your asian brothers and sisters and your latino brothers and sisters too because everybody who is the minority in this country although i think white people are becoming the minority all, all the minority people, people of color, people who are part of a minority group, women, gay people, we all come from a similar struggle. We all are side-eyed. We all are discriminated against. We all are looked at less than. But I don't feel like we should be born to simply die because we're different. And that, to me, is just a problem. And I hope I leave just with people that they're just like, you know, be a little bit more empathetic. You know, don't feel like it's not your problem and get involved. Uh, Damage, you got any last words for folks? We got to take action. We need to figure out what that action is. You know, take a step back. Look at what's going on. We're in a war right now. They started the war. So let's take action. Let's come together. Let's raise the value of black lives. And like you said, let's be more empathetic. And Minnesota, stay on their motherfucking necks out there. I'm riding with you. I I, I love what you're doing. We're going to keep sharing what you're doing. Please reach out to us. Uh, the number right here, 310-388-6463. If you're from Minnesota or you know or groups in Minnesota that are doing things that you want us to help amplify what they're doing, please reach out to us and uh, man, keep coming back. But damage is great seeing you. Uh, and it's great. Thank you all for tuning in, but we out of here. Peace. Peace.
What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.